Hi, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I want to explore an idea that I recently heard, okay? I'm not sure who to attribute the quote to. Some people have pointed towards Albert Einstein as having said this, but there's conflicting reports on this. So I forgive me, I don't know who this quote actually belongs to, but it's this. Don't be afraid to start over. This time, you're not starting from scratch, you're starting from experience. And I think that's something very important, right? Because at least with the creative people I interact with, uh, there's always this fear of getting it right. You know, we, we don't take leaps because we don't want to fail, right? Or like basically if we, if we do a creative work, it has to be something that's like a guarantee. And the fact of the matter is there's, there's no guarantees in life. Even, you know, the, the pandemic, if nothing else, has kind of reinforced that, at least for me, where, you know, all these quote unquote safe jobs that were once out there and so forth, <laughs> none of that was, was, was true, right? You know, we all struggled in various ways and, and things of that nature. And yeah, you know, there are many instances, the people that thought like, they had job security and were in a safe, quote unquote, job that would be uninterrupted, were heavily interrupted, right? So we have to get that thinking out of our head. And the second part of that quote is, you know, you're starting from experience. And that's really great. We, we, we underestimate what it means to have that experience. And I always try to go into things, whatever I'm working on, where even if I, uh, even if like I quote unquote fail at the actual project, I still manage to win in other ways. I think that's a great way to look at it, right? Because if you can do that, then that's worthwhile, right? You know, we, and I think part of it is we need to get beyond this idea of how we're measuring success. You know, we measure success just purely on like the project, the project, either it succeeds or it doesn't. And it's like, that's not how life works. You know, you can't, life doesn't, even though in the business world, we'd like to, you know, define things in terms of quarters and, you know, things of that nature. At the end of the day, to be a good company, right? You want to stay in business. And that's like an infinite goal rather than a finite goal of like how great was our quarter? Because, you know, sure, you could have a great quarter in 1956, but if you're out of business now in 2022, None of that matters, right? And so you, you want to really think about it in that sense. And yes, that takes a lot of patience and, you know, humbling yourself in a lot of ways and shifting your perspective. But that's what this is all about is to get to that point where even if what you're after, your, your ultimate goal goes awry, you still gain something from that. That's what we mean by experience. That's what we're really talking about here. And, you know, um, Emmanuel Ocho was talking about this, that if you just kind of have like, instead of having like a singular goal, just um, having this more like grand goal, you know, in, in his case, he was talking about like doing good for the world. Um, and so if that's like your intention, then no matter which way you go, if, the, you know, you can have a positive impact, even if it's not the, 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 the impact that you initially set out to have. And it's not a apples to apples necessarily comparison, at least not in the way that I'm connecting it right now. But it does apply 
in the sense that, yes, if you, if you get beyond just a singular goal and start to identify other things um, that you stand to gain by doing X, Y, and Z, then it's worthwhile in terms of its pursuit. And you gain that experience and it will help you in the next project and so forth, right? And I think, you know, um, it's something interesting, like we were going over some stuff with my therapist, you know, and one of the things that came up um, was this idea that, you know, I didn't do a good enough job with my second feature film. And he was like, well, that's crap. You, you, at the, you did the best you could at that time. If you could have done better, you would have. <laughs> And it's interesting to kind of look at it in that way, you know, because I did, you know, all of us that worked on it and are still working on it because it's not complete, uh, you know, did the best we could at the time that we could, right? It goes back to one of Don Miguel Ruiz's principles, um, and he talks about the four agreements, and one of it, always do your best. And yes, your best will fluctuate in terms of output, right, when you're sick, your best is going to look different than when you're fully rested and, you know, have eaten well and blah, blah, blah. So we, we have to kind of go in with that and have some grace for ourselves, but also, you know, expand our version of what success is for any given project. You know, in many ways, um, here, here, here's something else. You know, I, for a long time, was working on this script for a feature film called In Search of Sunrise. And, you know, I'd been through many, many drafts. Um, I worked with many, many people to help shape it and stuff like that. And also that way it could be as polished as, as I could make it. I made a proof of concept for it. I made a pitch deck for it and started getting out to various people in the film industry to try to raise funds for it and get it made. And you know, for one reason or another, it just wasn't hitting in that way. And, you know, I haven't given up on it, but I was like, okay, this is, right now, this is a story that I do want to tell. So let me tell it as a novel. And that was great because, you know, so none of that stuff was lost. Uh, the, the proof of concept we made, I'm very proud of, and it taught me a new skill set. In fact, it taught me multiple skill sets in terms of how to film, and it just kept me in practice of of doing stuff, right? And it, it allowed me a chance to work with uh, people that I've not had a chance to work with before, right? So that was fun. The other aspect, like it gave me the crux of the story. And even though the novel is not an exact translation, what's great about it is, you know, going into the novel side of things, all the stuff that I was limited by because I was writing it for a very low budget, uh, you know, movie, now the budget doesn't matter because I can be as inventive as I want because all I have to do is type words on a page and they come to life, right? So my imagination is now the limitation. <laughs> and that's exciting, right? So, you know, even though that project, quote unquote, didn't succeed, it's okay. And it's not to say, by the way, it didn't succeed thus far. You know, who's to say that once the book comes out or whatever, or even still now, someone can come and be like, hey, you know what? We want to go make this movie. And will that make the novel of failure then? No, because then in many ways I could be like, hey, you know, I know you read that version of the script. Since then, I've actually been marinating on new ideas and, you know, have ways to improve that script. And boom, now we could talk and they can kind of pick and choose, you know, what they want. And we can see if it justifies, you know, increasing budget or like, you know, figuring out how to 
still get certain things across, but on that same sort of budget, right? That's the fun part. So, you know, you can't really, you can fail without being a failure. And that's the most important about this is you can accept to fail without being a failure. You know, that's, that's the experience part that we're talking about. So really start to reconsider how you view things. And in fact, what I would like to encourage you to do is comment down below or hit me up on social media with whatever project you are working on or want to be working on and list out the various ways that you stand to benefit even if you fail at the overall intention. Okay? Consider that. Please, you know. Um, and by the way, no, you don't have to like actually share if you don't want to, but at least do it for yourself. I would encourage you to share it because I'm curious and I think it would be great to like have a support system with, you know, all of us together in, in the community, but it's okay if not, you know, you can do it privately and that's fine too. But that's what I have for you, you know? Um, so yeah. Now, before I fully wrap out though, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. Likewise, I've alluded to the various projects that I work on in my life, and you know, getting to work on those helps inform the stuff that I do here. And so if you're curious about that stuff, want to support me, that is a way of doing it. You know, support the art that I make. Uh, the links are down in the description for you to browse through. Uh, and lastly, if you think you could benefit from more direct interaction with me, well, that's what my Patreon page is for, patreon.com slash um, depending on the tiers uh, there, you know, whatever tier you're part of, you know, there's, there's various benefits. So that is available to you as well. Anyway, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope it has been beneficial and I'll see you next time.